0: The letter H. I can't even remember the word that you said. Hominy, homin, hom Hominyformed. Homina, homina. yeah. No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, you are both hot and sexy. Do you want to know what hominaformed is?
0: Yeah, hominaformed,
1: okay. Yeah, It basically means to be shaped like a human or human shaped, human formed.
0: And it applies to what specifically?
1: Things that look human but aren't human. So maybe you could say those mound of rocks were hominiformed because they might look like a man sitting down reading a paper. Or uh, that particular bunch of coats on a bed looks like my hominiformed friend Eli.
0: Or that chair drove at the end of uh, our bed on the ottoman Mm. looks like a homeless man curled up under a duffel coat.
1: Yeah. Any of those, they're all legitimate. uh, It's a word. It it was coined, funnily enough, in the 1670s. It was quite popular. So they must have found a lot of human-shaped things back in that time and had no phrase for it.
0: But I like the fact that they couldn't go, hey, look at that thing, it looks like a human. They had to go, my good sir, that thing appears to be hominiform. Yes, I must
1: get on my gyroscope (laughs) and go to the next haberdashery.
0: Where is my uh, penny farthing? Off I go. (laughs) I called you uh, hangry hangry yeah hangry now some people will know what hangry is right it is a portmanteau
1: oh i uh, love those words i
0: think a portmanteau i'll have a sherry and a slice of portmanteau Mm. Uh, i think it is the first one we've had on the dictionary it's a portmanteau of hungry and angry oh it's one of those words angry it means bad-tempered or irritable as a result of hunger
1: Ah, uh, yes. I can make sure. There's a lot of those words coming through now. Those mixture of uh, one word and the other. I think
0: the word you're looking for is portmanteau. <laughs> uh, hangry was first used in 2005, actually. It's ten years old, but it's not still in everyday language. The, the kids use it, the millennials use it. A scientific study last year, that's 2014 for people listening in the future, confirmed that some people do have difficulty regulating temperament when their blood sugar level drops. So if so-and-so in the office is having a particularly bad day, you can rest assured that they are probably hangry. Top tip, though, don't call them hangry.
1: Not to their face. (laughs) Because if
0: they are hangry, it's like poking a bear. (laughs) Hey, bear, you look hangry. Swipe, where's my face gone? Most famous hangry person, who do you think it is? Cookie Monster. Alanis Morissette. Oh, I was close. (laughs) And hangry, not to be confused with another H word, hypoglycemia. Yeah, which is a proper medical term.
1: So is Alanis Morissette hypoglycemic?
0: Yeah, wouldn't that be ironic?
1: <laughs> Would she even know? I don't. Know, I just don't know yeah. if the whole point of that song is to be ironic in itself.
0: We're just going to let her have that one because yeah. uh, I, you know, I can't be bothered to work it out.
1: Yeah, well, those kind of words are bald annoying.
0: And the word that I used to describe the podcast is a half Nelson. Has anyone ever done a half Nelson on you?
1: It's a wrestling term, isn't it? A proper old school uh, wrestling it is term. Correct. Is it when you get someone in a headlock? Is a grappling
0: hold a yeah. joint lock in wrestling, which you apply from behind? Right. So, you know, sexually speaking, you may have accidentally found yourself. In a full <laughs> all, we've all been there. <laughs> uh, you put one or both arms used to encircle the opponent's uh, arm under the armpit. So You kind of scoop round the back. Yeah. And then you put your hat. You lock your fingers behind their neck.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: If, if you use two hands, it is a full Nelson. Obviously. If you use one, it's a half Nelson, and uh, it is thought to derive from Admiral Nelson. Yeah. Who uh, would deploy several naval strategies in his time, including sneaking up on the opponent from behind.
1: Okay, so I thought it was to do with, like, maybe him having his arm, you know, under <laughs> well, on one sleeve. He and- could
0: only have ever... Employed a half Nelson. Only. Had he been caught in a, a wrestling uh, scenario.
1: He would have been stuck. I, on board. See, there's irony. That Nelson himself cannot do a yeah. full Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> the politics of wrestling, though, I find fascinating.
0: It is just incredible. You consider we had, uh, I suppose, Wade Barrett, the wrestler, yeah. um, a couple of months ago. And he spends like 200, imagine this, right? 256 days a year. Yeah. So, you get 100 days of uh, down, downtime. Yeah. yeah, which actually sounds pretty nice. What is that? Um, three months? A good three months, easy. Yeah. But 250 days on the road. So, if someone said to you, hey, you can have 100 days of holiday, but for the other 256 days, 255 days, you can't see your family or your friends. You've got to go on an airplane, you've got to put on these trunks. You've got to shave your legs. Right. You've got to have 12-year-olds booing at you.
1: Right, so how does this differ from my daily nine to five?
0: <laughs> I don't know, but we do need to get you a wrestling name.
1: Oh, God, what my wrestling name? Oh, I want to be called the homniform man. <laughs> Ganonator, <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate <laughs> omniform. <laughs>
0: so this is the dictionary. Basically, we just take words and we go through the dictionary one letter at a time every single week. We are on the letter H at the moment. If you have an H-word that you'd like us to feature, then please shout it now. I'm afraid your time is up. If you do have another letter, though, I-J-K-L-M-N-A-P-E-Q-R-S-T-U-V-E-W... I think they
1: get the gist, yeah. Yeah.
0: Then uh, just follow us on Twitter, at Thick Podcast, and let us know. Also, give us your comments on there. Here we go! Hey, let's get to the big stuff, right? The H-letters I have for you, Mr. Paul Gannon. Hit me. Hiberdating. Hiberdating? Hiberdating is a
1: verb. Is it what you do when you sleep through a date?
0: <laughs> I had a girl once, my, like my, when I was 14. I think she went on to be like Miss Thailand or Miss Malaysia. Right. But she turned up it fully in disguise. As what? <laughs> uh, as someone in disguise. She had like a raincoat. like It was June. It was oh, June, the
1: typical kind of...
0: She had a long raincoat, a hat and sunglasses. It was like I was going out with the Invisible Man. <laughs> we went to go and see toys yeah. and then went to a comic book store and it was so hot she nearly passed out. And then I took her for an ice cream, and she went home. That was it.
1: That's a lovely story. Hello,
0: Cheryl, if you're out there. Hybrid dating is a verb. Someone who ignores all their friends when they are dating a partner.
1: Oh, oh yeah, we, yeah, we've all been there. You just go underground, right? You do.
0: You really do. Use no, that's not a pun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, until then, I didn't think it was one. <laughs>
1: I'm going underground. Oh yeah. I'm going to uh, get her in a half Nelson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Use more often in the winter, the phrase hibernating. It also applies to couples who only get together between um, summer and Christmas. It's
1: very specific. Which is
0: known as the cuffing season. Have you heard about this? No.
1: So, what is I'm that a just, sex
0: act? Well, it probably is. It, probably, it is. probably is. So the cuffing thing is like, we all go and have fun in the sun, we do the summer, we go out with our mates and whatever. Hey, no strings attached, I'm just living a free life. Yeah. Um, If you remember what that is. Mm -mm. And then as the weather turns, it gets colder, we grab onto somebody. Oh, okay, yeah. And we cuff ourselves to them. So, hibernating is a a spin-off for that. The cold weather and prolonged indoor activity causes singles to become lonely and desperate to be cuffed. And then when they do find someone, they go into hibernating mode. Oh, that's kind of sad. Like Yogi Bear and Boo Boo.
1: I don't know what they get up to in that tree.
0: And what was the relationship there?
1: I always thought he was a legal guardian. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's what I thought. I thought somehow Yogi woke up one day. There's a picnic basket outside his tree. Yeah. He thought, "Great, free food." He opens it up, and there's Boo Boo inside. Yeah, and he goes, "Oh, I can't
0: eat a whole one of those. I can't <laughs> eat a whole one of those.
1: I'll put it in the fridge for later." <laughs> <laughs> and then that was hibernation season. You both wake up Absolutely. and it's like, you know, it's like the odd couple.
0: See, I thought they were brothers or maybe cousins. But then they've got this weird relationship with, um, what's his name? I was called Officer Dibble. That's no, Top but Cat. it's not.
1: I mean, all the, that's the thing with all the Hanna-Barbera cartoons. They're basically transferable.
0: One character recolored a different way. Yeah, Topcat's face, Yogi Bear's face. Dibble? Hey, Mr. Dibble. Yeah, that was Topcat. Was it? Yeah. the Park Ranger. What was the Park Ranger? I thought thing?
1: it was Office, hey, oh no, Officer Dibble, yeah. If it finally is we Top weren't cat.
0: sitting in front of a computer.
1: Yeah, but what can the computer do for us?
0: Park Ranger, Yogi Bear.
1: Yellowstone Yellowstone Park was it?
0: Ranger Smith.
1: Oh What a
0: crap name. Yeah, they were just
1: <laughs> they gave up at that
0: point. And by the way, the point I made seconds ago, right? Yogi yeah. Bear Topcat, interchangeable faces.
1: Yeah.
0: Ranger Smith, Fred Flintstone, interchangeable faces.
1: Oh yeah, very likely. I
0: urge you to come and have a look at my screen right now. Well, I'm doing and see it. See what's going on. Oh. I mean, welcome to the dark side. Look, oh. no difference. No, he's just got uh, green pants on and a camp wrist. He's a bit <laughs> slimmer
1: in the middle, yeah. you know.
0: So hey, that's hyperdating. I like uh, it. That somehow ended up with Yogi Bear. <laughs>
1: that's um, where you go.
0: Let's see what you've got. Hit me with one. Uh,
1: so I've got the word Hamble. Hamble. Oh, the village in Hampshire. Oh, I we- love that place. All the boats. It's beautiful. Yeah, but that's not how I came across that word. Oh. So I was looking through, you know, news comments, Gawker, those kind of news websites. Yeah. And you get to the messages underneath. And some, some, some guy wrote a thing about pets and the loss of a pet. And he goes, yeah, I had to handle my dog.
0: Oh, what does that see, mean? No, I don't like that. that I'm, I'm getting Van Wilder images.
1: Yeah, so I looked it up, <laughs> and obviously the first thing that came up was a river in Hampshire, you yeah. know? And it's like, That's
0: okay. beautiful, Hamble. I heard you Can Could you handle a dog in Hamble? If you went outside the Bugle in Hamble... Yeah. Lovely pub. Would you be thrown out of Hamble for handling a dog in Hamble?
1: You probably would be, because to handle a dog is, oh. as I found out, oh. to cut out the balls of the feet of dogs to render them unfit for hunting.
0: Your search history,
1: honestly. <laughs> well, it was only because I was thinking, what does Hamble mean, you know? And yeah. then it was like this came up, and I was like, this is barbaric. A, if a dog's fit to hunt, let it kind of just yes. get old. Why would you go through the process of handling this poor thing? And I can't even imagine what part of the dog that is, because they have the front paws. So what do they cut? What is the ball of the foot of a dog?
0: The rounded, protuberant part of the foot at the base of the big toe. So I don't understand what's the point of that. I suppose they can't put the pressure on that bit of the foot, which means they can't run. So yeah. if you want a dog to just saunter around your manor, Yeah. Handle him.
1: But if also, you- just don't let it go hunting, Right. Have you tried speaking to a dog lately? They don't return my calls.
0: Phil, do me a favour. Stop hunting.
1: <laughs> That's all you got to do.
0: <laughs> I imagined that actually it was uh, the. I thought it might have been the heel, in which case it means dogs would have to walk on their toes. Like that Hanna-Barbera tiptoey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or Scooby-Doo runs yeah. away from the dreaded diver Yikes. or something. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, here's a fun
0: H-word for you: go on, hula hoop. Commercialised in 1958 by marketers Arthur K. Spud Mellon and
1: Richard... (laughs) That's not a real name. Richard Knurr. Or it could be nerd. And like these Americans? Yeah. I take it back then. They're so, definitely okay. American names. Uh,
0: however, using wooden and metal hoops for exercise dated back to the 14th century. So while we think hula hoops is a 50s invention, it goes back to the 1300s, where doctors treated patients suffering from pain and dislocated backs, possibly the occasional hamble, mm-hmm. uh, due to hooping. So they would give them these things to say, well, gets the blood going, get your joints going, you lazy old cow, get on with it. Sadly, hula hooping in the 1300s occasionally caused heart failure. What? Because people overexerted themselves. They went, this will be fine, the doctor says it... This is a classic phrase, the doctor says it's okay.
1: (laughs) Several people died. Wow. Well, we made a really soft stuff back then, considering we had lots of violent wars.
0: Yeah, if it wasn't leeches, hula hoops got you.
1: Oh, what a way to go. Death by hula hoop.
0: If you want to flip it and talk about hula hoops, the snack...
1: Oh, yes, I I do. I can give
0: you some hula hoop snacks, 129 calories per bag... The age at which hula hoops no longer fit on your finger is 14.
1: That's a depressing fact.
0: Which is why in 2001, they invented hula hoops XL. Massive ones that were rubbish.
1: Why were they rubbish? Because
0: uh, no one bought them. People went, too big. We oh, like...
1: they just didn't like the size. We
0: like the fact that you could pretend it was like corn-based jewellery and bite them off your fingers.
1: Yeah, because basically, these days, when you get one on your fingertips, they just go on your tips. So it's more like you look like Michael Jackson. Yeah, You've got <laughs> yeah. that Michael Jackson... <laughs> Thing going on yeah, there
0: Hula Hoops, the original pleasure pain snack Anyway, I've got plenty of Hula Hoops facts for another time But um, please give me your final H-word uh,
1: My final H-word today is a lovely word Gandhi. Oh, I vote for him Yes, yeah, she's a very <laughs> Polish pe- person. Yeah. Uh, no, Hockamagandhi noun. It's a Scottish term for fornication. It's a sexy word. I might use that, actually. When does that, when does that date back to? Um, there's, I can't find a specific date, basically. But they did find it in the uh, Kane Sutra. The, the, which is a bad gag. <laughs> which means I can't sutra. Um, it's it's old Scottish, so we're talking, I think, about like 12th or 13th century. Um, hock, when you break it down, the word, this is what they think, they're not quite sure, but they reckon the origin of the word is hock, is the hollow mm. of the knee joint, yeah. Right, and Gandhi is not the bold, you know, Indian peace lover. He had hair. They reckon it could be the word canty, a Scottish word, or northern word meaning active or brisk. So yeah. the idea is your knees are up and they're active. Um, if anyone wants it in context, there was plenty of hokma Magandy in the Macduff household when Morag bought new sexy knickers.
0: It's always Morag, isn't it? It's always Morag. I trust Morag.
1: <laughs> right, well, thank you for that. I love that word. I'm going to be using it more.
0: Time on the dictionary this week for the weekly word count. I've got an anagram of uh, this week. It is an H word, and I will give it to Paul. And you guys listening at home or wherever you may be, carefree, Uh, you got to the end of the podcast to work it out. Are you ready? I'm ready. Your H word today, the anagram, is gosh, fine flash. Gosh.
1: Gosh. Fine. Fine flash. How do you spell that? G-O-S-H. G-O-S-H. F-I-N-E. F-I-N-E. Flash. Flash. Hmm.
0: As in oh that's
1: a long word then isn't it I thought it was nine letters
0: <laughs> or more it's gotta be a big one it's gotta be one that you wouldn't get on countdown oh like, great okay like one you know what I mean Susie Dent suck on this suck on gosh fine flash <laughs> we'll give her the ar- Susie Dent Pockma Gandhi <laughs> <laughs> we'll give her the answers at the end so on the dictionary this week time for the dirty words letter H and it is an addition to an expletive that Ooh, we use already. okay. So, we you know when you swear and you take the Lord's name in vain, you say...
1: Jesus Christ?
0: Yeah. Right. Uh, some people go a little bit further than that and say... Jesus H. Christ? Yeah. What does the H stand for? Harry. No. Herbert. No. Horace? Uh, it stands for Hector. So, right. if you're going to do it properly, like if you're really going to commit... Yeah. When you're stuck in traffic or you drop a mug... Instead of saying Jesus Christ or Jesus H Christ, you should shout with every breath,
1: uh, ounce of breath in your lungs, <laughs> Jesus Hector Christ. So why? Where does Hector get get involved in all this then?
0: That was his uncle
1: who was Jesus. The, his uncle was called yeah, Hector. Well, I mean, the, yeah. The,
0: I'm going to say. I'm going to say. Prove me wrong. The fact that <laughs> the fact that in the Bible and bear in mind, Jesus is like the the main protagonist. He's like the pivot of the whole novel. Yeah, there are no pictures or descriptions of what Jesus looks like in the mm, New Testament. Absolutely none. And how can you do that if you were pitching a script to Hollywood these days? And yeah. you went, main protagonist, man called Jesus, can turn water into wine, good with fish, sandy fellow. Yeah, uh,
1: you know, quite wise.
0: Yeah, a healer. Yeah, they go, yeah, but who do we cast? What does he look like? That's my Harvey Weinstein impersonation. Yeah, it was a good
1: one. That's who and, I was imagining he was doing yeah. as well. And uh, they go,
0: "It doesn't matter what he looks like. He's Jesus.
1: He's got to be a white guy."
0: Yeah, and they go, "Well, we're going to need to bring him. To, we're going to need to help people imagine what he's supposed to look like." Yeah. So they've given him the Hector. The one that we know, silky smooth complexion.
1: Yeah, nice beard. Hipster beard.
0: Yeah, hipster beard, long flowing hair.
1: Yeah, sandals.
0: They reckon he didn't look like that.
1: No, he was probably quite a small guy, was he?
0: Yeah, scruffy hair, rubbish beard. So anyway, you cut it, hipster. Uh, I tell you what we'll do. If, if at some point you go to us on Twitter, at Thick Podcast, you can see a picture of what real Jesus looks like. Jesus Hector Christ... And use the uh, the dirty word is basically when you take the Lord's name in vain. Uh, the H in Jesus Christ stands for Hector. So, time for the results of the word workout today. The phrase, the sentence that I gave you, the anagram of a G, uh, the anagram of an H word was gone fine flash. And your thirty seconds starts now. Right. I'm gone, not confident. Gone fine flash. Gone fine flash. Half your time. Go and find Flash. The timpani says your time is up.
1: And the timpani is also the death knell of my <laughs> of my attempt at that. I got nowhere with it. I had to scribble down and it was too long a word for my brain. I got hiff hiffy hiffying. And I still have like six letters left over, so <laughs> I didn't do a very good well, job.
0: If hiffying isn't a thing. I think hiffying is when you is like when you go <sighs> like a huff. <laughs> yeah. A high pitched huff. Uh the word you're looking for, gone find flash is an anagram of hassle hoffing.
1: Uh, What is Hasselhoffing? What sick, demented cretin?
0: Hasselhoffing is the art of sneakily changing someone's computer wallpaper to that of David Hasselhoff.
1: Oh, my God. It's like one of those things, what is it, fake booking or whatever, when someone gets onto your Facebook account and starts posting things like, I've got a small willy, ha, 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 like... You get a lot of likes for that, don't you? I get them too that. many likes for that. Yeah,
0: Hasselhoffing, similar to Rick Rowling, but the computer wallpaper version. Uh, also similar to Trollolo. Are you familiar with
1: Trollolo? Trollolo. Lolo 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 lolo, yeah, it's I know a, that one.
0: It's a video from uh, 1976. A Russian singer was on TV and he performed a song called I Am Glad because I'm Finally Returning Back Home. The difference was this song had no lyrics in it. <laughs> Sing along if you know the words.
1: When is that going to get sampled by Kanye? That's the big question. It needs to
0: happen. Jesus, uh, Jesus Hector Christ. Yeezus Hector Christ.
1: <laughs> Bless him.
0: Hey, so and that will do it for this week's episode of The Fictionary. Next week we will return with the letter I, but for now, this week's Fictionary has been Hyperbole.
1: And I consider this episode quite hyperactive.
0: And in all honesty, uh, it has been Henny's, which is what the H stands for in H&M. The Swedish, clo- yeah, the Swedish clothing company, and Henny's in Swedish means hers.
1: So come back in about seven episodes' time and we'll tell you what the M stands for in H&M. <laughs>
0: This show is part of Podomity, the podcast comedy network. We're the best kept secret on A-Cast. Why not laugh at what else we've got?
1: Check out Podomity.com now.